is the Toward a New World podcast with your host, Corinna Stoffel. As a space for all things regarding the global collective transition we are in, we have conversations about transition, separation, and connection regarding oneself, others, and the earth. The aim is to educate, empower, and inspire. Hello and welcome. Here we are again, Thursday. And today's theme is nature is talking to us. Sort of grew out of an interesting experience I had this past weekend while working in the yard. I don't spray because I really do not like glyphosate, which is water soluble and therefore uh, in the meantime, not just in the soil, it's in the water, it's in the air. We are surrounded by glyphosate and glyphosate really <coughs> is not the, the kindest thing. I mean, it's a beet killer. It kills. And it kills more than just weed. It kills the soil. And from what I know, we have about, with the chemical farming that we do, about 60 harvests left, which is not a lot if I look at the world. So I'm also keenly aware that since I'm living in a rental, probably the renter before me sprayed and most likely the renter after me will spray. And I choose not to just out of principle. Uh, certain things, certain areas, I, I'm stubborn, let's put it that way. And so I have to weed. And weeding in, in that uh, circumstances is basically a Sisyphus work. I mean, you weed, you have a week or two max, and then you need to weed again because something else has grown. And I'm willing to do it because, as I said, uh, there are certain principles that are just really high for me. Um, but I'm also looking while working in the yard. I mean, the yard is landscaped. And I'm looking at the landscaping and I'm shaking my head. Why the heck are you doing it that way? And that is a conversation for another time. So I noticed having a lot of gravel. I noticed that the gravel was sort of cooler where there was denser wheat growth. And I was thinking, what's the effect of that? 
And in a way, uh, how come, how about the soil underneath doesn't get as hot as it does underneath the blank gravel? Could that be a benefit and of stuff growing? And I have no answer for that. I'm just entertaining it. I'm also looking at the word or the label weed. Who are we to decide this plant is a weed and that plant is not a weed? I mean, it's arbitrary decision. What are we basing it on? And I remember somebody talking to me and said, you have way too many dandelions in your lawn. And I said, oh, God, do you know, my grandmother knew that dandelions are good. She talked about harvesting dandelion leaves to add to the salad. Look, if you look it up, Google it, you may find that dandelions are actually, especially the, the leaves, are actually incredibly nutritious. They have a lot of vitamins, they A, B, C, D. I was chuckling when I read that and I said, oh, we have the A, B, C. Uh, there's iron, zinc, potassium in the leaves. The, you know, you can add the leaves to a salad. You can put it on a sandwich. And we label that weed for what reason? Have we become so disconnected from nature that, okay, three generations. My grandmother talked about it. Now let's say four generations because she probably got it from, from her mother. That we've lost so much knowledge and awareness. But independently of that, who makes us so powerful that we say or imagine we are so powerful that we say, oh, you're a weed, you have no right to live. You have no right to live, to be alive. And you're not a weed, you can live. Where else do we see this in society? Maybe not as starkly, but indirectly. You can see it in a lot of places where we do that kind of judgment. And then to the experience that I had after working in the sun for about around two hours, I sat down and just was present with my environment. And as a sun, I was flooded with a sense of gratitude for the abundance, interestingly, the abundance of weeds that I saw in front of me. There's an abundance of life force that is in nature. 
Are we willing to acknowledge that? Are we willing to be present with that and take it in, allow it in? And I wondered, where the heck did that come from? Because it truly came totally out of the blue. And being with that, I realized that is nature talking to me, teaching me that there is no scarcity. scarcity. The scarcity thinking that we tend to have in our society is absolutely unnatural. I mean, have you looked at a parking lot that hasn't been used for a while? Grass growing everywhere, wherever it can. Probably the worst dirt road that I ever drove was a former state highway that had been replaced by a new four lane instead of it being a two lane and where nature had started to eat in, not only from the sides, but also use any crack or whatever was available to grow. Life is abundant. Are we valuing life enough? And I really sat with that question. Am I valuing life enough? Do I have that sense of abundance in my life? And though intellectually I know that there is abundance and not scarcity, but that energy, that sense that I had when that thought struck me, when I looked at the area around me, I've, I haven't had that in a long time. And I have to say, I was grateful for nature showing me, telling me, indirectly asking me, are you willing to be that abundant? Am I willing to be that abundant? Think about that. How does that land in your space? Being abundant. And what is this whole thing with scarcity about? I mean, scarcity with everything that is going on currently uh, is quite a bit permeating our society, our culture, people. And how did we get from the abundance that indigenous peoples are aware of to that scarcity? And saying that, I remember that in school, I was taught that the hunter-gatherers had to labor all day long 
in order to ensure their survival. But that's not true. They had to work for a few hours and then it was community, community cooking, storytelling, being with each other. It didn't take all day to gather what they needed for that day. They knew where to go, what to find, where to find what they needed. They were intimately familiar with the landscape. And so I'm wondering what's the agenda behind that whole scarcity teaching that we get. Oh, we're gonna run out of money. There is this problem and that problem where we've gotten half enough. There, there are going to be food shortages and what's going on? Why are we so off? And I was really so utterly grateful for nature to remind me scarcity is not what I do where I am. There is abundance. And are you willing to tap into that abundance? Now, I can't do anything with the weeds that are growing in that space. But can I take in that sense of abundance? Have I let go enough of the beliefs that I was taught that there is scarcity and trust in the abundance that I see? Is it the fact that I don't have that fixed belief system in scarcity that even allowed me to perceive the abundance and have that gratitude? How much can we learn from nature? I have used observation of animals and learned about leadership. I have experienced the connection to animals. That <laughs> brings up a real interesting. In yellow, it was one year in Yellowstone. I usually have no places where I always will find elk in the fall. I didn't see any elk. And so I just mentally put out, where are you guys? Eh, we're staying away. We're tired of getting into trouble with stupid humans. I had to laugh. And I've experienced that stupid humans, you know. There, there are some that have no respect, no idea about wildlife and no respect, as I said. So what can we learn? What is nature willing to teach us, to show us, if we 
are willing to listen, if we are willing to be present. I'm going to leave you with those questions and invite you to look at it for yourself. Where are you with that? And until next week, take care, have a great weekend, and we'll talk next week.